I'm so thankful to the Lord for that, that I heard that message that night and it just really gripped my heart. Roxanne worked second shift, which meant getting home late every night. But one evening was different. Instead of her favorite rock station, she found Focus on the Family on the radio. I didn't find out until sometime later that I actually, you know, got saved or born again or, you know, gave my heart to the Lord that night. I just knew that I prayed the prayer at the end. So I just, you know, was probably by that time, almost 1230, it would take me about half of an hour to drive home and just driving in my car, crying and filled with peace and joy and, and just feeling the presence of the Lord. It was wonderful. I'm Jim Daly. Working together, we can save more families like Roxanne's every month. Become a friend to Focus on the Family and invest in this ministry. Call 800-A-FAMILY or donate at focusonthefamily.com family. As a believer in Christ, it's really essential to have time with God, just quiet time with God. Maybe you have a preferred time to pray uh, or to read the scripture or to worship God, but sometimes the demands of parenting just make it almost impossible. I'm John Fuller, joined by Dr. Danny Huerta, who heads up our parenting department here at the ministry. And Danny, I think most of us as parents, most of us as followers of Christ, we struggle with this because the kids... They're unpredictable. They seem mm-hmm. to need us from the moment we wake up or they wake us up to the time we finally get to kind of start to crash toward bed. So what do we do about that? I don't know about you, John. I, I mean, I was perfect at that. I was able to spend all the time in the world with, uh, with God, for sure. It shows. Yeah, you're such a spiritual <laughs> no, I was, icon. I was so tired and exhausted and busy and pursuing during that time. There's so many moments where I'd go, man, Lord, I, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, you know, I missed our time together, and there were moments where I, I did feel that guilt, and that wasn't productive either, mm-hmm. to feel guilty. I, I did miss out on, on some of those moments, and I was just learning how to balance time with my wife, time with the kids, time working, I was pursuing, and I wasn't stopping to listen well. There were moments, there were pockets, and they were very fueling, Yet, yeah, life would crowd those moments away, mm-hmm. and it wasn't that I was doing something bad. I was just missing out on some time with God that was very important for me as I was fueling and preparing for the next day with my kids and with the work that he had for me the next day. Yeah. Well, let's uh, listen to somebody else who has struggled, like Danny and like I have, uh, Courtney Ellis. She is so engaging, and uh, she's really good. She's going to talk right now uh, with Focus President Jim Daly and me about this very thing. Young kids in the home, no time for God. Predictive models are there, and I don't mean this as a, you know, I'm kind of teasing both of you as firstborns, but there are generally attributes that come in that position. You tend to be more responsible in that birth order. We've had Dr. Kevin Lehman on, and lastborns, you know, tend to be kind of the social people and all those kinds of things. As that uh, person that's wired in terms of that responsibility, and again, I don't care what your birth order is, you can be a lastborn and be highly responsible. But in that, how did you, in your own personal uh, discipline, begin to realize, how do I become a little more flexible? How do I embrace a little slower pace or whatever helped you in that intensity of responsibility? I love that question. And, and I think so much of what I was taught, I grew up in a wonderful evangelical church, was that 
devotions were done a certain way. Mm -hmm. You read your Bible for a set amount of time and you pray for a set amount of time. And then I would kind of leave it there and go about the rest of my day. I did the God part and now this is on me. And that didn't do good things for my control issues, for my flexibility, but living into these spiritual practices, which by the way, they're ancient. The church has been doing these for hundreds and thousands of years. I, I kind of grew up thinking there was no one between Paul and Billy Graham, but there are wonderful <laughs> yes. folks in the faith. We can learn from St. Augustine and Thomas Aquinas and, and Julian of Norwich who talk about these spiritual practices. And what happens is when we can integrate them into the rest of our day, it becomes this constant awareness that God is at work and that we are on this journey with Jesus. And it's less, uh, I did my thing, and now I'm going to follow Jesus the best way I know how. And it's more, I'm constantly in touch with God, and I'm constantly talking to Jesus. And what's next? And how is God going to meet me in this new situation the whole day long? And it takes the pressure off. Because if I would miss those morning devotions, I felt like, that's it. Nothing to do but try again tomorrow. God's really disappointed in me. And now it's this reminder I talk in the book about writing scripture on my shower walls with a wipe-off marker. If I miss the devotions, the Bible is there for me when I get that 10-minute shower. That it's not all or nothing, but it can be constant. When, When Paul tells us to pray continually, it doesn't mean we're always on our knees with our hands folded. It means our entire lives can be a prayer. And what you're really describing there is so critical. And before we get to the last discipline of celebration, which is a great one, but that integration of your faith. And, you know, so many, and I'm sure many people listening or viewing right now on YouTube, that is the question. I, I tend to compartmentalize things. Mm-hmm. And the Lord wants it all. He wants you yeah. to be integrated in your faith. That means when you go to work, you're going to work as a believer. And when you're taking care of the kids as a parent, you're doing that as a son or daughter of his. And I, that is a hard concept to get to if you lean toward that compartmentalization. Yes, Yeah, and it's a lot of pressure because we've kind of left God there and now we've got to do it on our own. And we're incapable. We are absolutely incapable. And it makes us frustrated and it makes us cranky and it can make us arrogant and it can make us distant from God. But if the goal is just remaining connected to Jesus the whole day through in whatever ways we can, whether that's listening prayer or contemplation in the car or examine at the dinner table or any other spiritual practice, um, that's a win. Well, Danny, we all have different images that come to mind when uh, I mention the word prayer. (laughs) And there's a lot of pressure, a lot of guilt. Courtney addressed some of that. Um, uh, I might feel guilty because I'm just always asking for help. I'm just just petitioning God for one thing after another. So let's say I'm in your office and that's me. You're the counselor. What do you tell me? Yeah, uh, I mean, we're all needy and we need to be needy when it comes to God. We need to be dependent on him. And he has said that. Lean into me. Bring everything to me. I want to be with you all throughout your day. And so to be asking God for help throughout the day is, is a great practice, a great habit, a great posture of the mind that you can't do this on your own. Mm. And if you bring a humble heart without that guilt and just saying, Lord, please, please help me. If your child came to you and said, hey, can you help me with this? Can you help me with that? We may get tired, but God has said he doesn't get tired. He's ready for us to have, uh, to have that time together. Mm-hmm. And so seek out some other moments of just calmness and peacefulness with God. But don't feel guilty about saying, I need help right now. Yeah. And early on with kids and throughout all our parenting, it's a, it's a great thing 
uh, for us to, to do, to ask God for help at, all throughout our days and our years and our, our times with our kids because he knows them well, and we're just getting to know them along the way yeah. and to help shape them. They're God's kids, and they get to grow into who God has created them to be, and we do need that help to guide them right. Yeah, and I, I would only add the great insights. Uh, I would only add two things. One, give yourself permission, because there are seasons, and God isn't keeping tabs on how long, you know, how many minutes today you prayed, or the nature of your prayer, or how much you read the scripture today. He wants your heart to be leaning in toward him, because he's not expecting perfection. He just wants to walk with you throughout these days. And then an, a, a quick illustration that came to me early on in my parenting journey. Um, our oldest was about four, and I had sent him a postcard from a trip. And the next time I took a trip, uh, I found out that he had that under his pillow. He was going to sleep looking at this postcard, and he was thinking about me as he fell asleep. And I thought, that's such a cool thing. God doesn't even mind if I fall asleep when I'm praying because I'm talking with him. I'm thinking about him. Yeah. He wants to be the center of my universe. And so don't give up, parent. Uh, don't give up, mom or dad. Uh, lean in. Take advantage of the, the great insights Danny offered and what Courtney was sharing. And, uh, and, and trust God for the whole process. Now, we'd love to tell you more about the book by Courtney Ellis called Almost Holy Mama, and she covers so much in there that, that uh, she's wrestled with as a parent. If you're a mom, you're definitely going to relate. If you're a dad, uh, get this for your wife and read it with her. It's going to draw you two closer together, and you're going to relate to a lot of it as well. Uh, we'll send the book to you when you make a donation of any amount to the Ministry of Focus on the Family today. Uh, we want to provide resources like the book, podcasts, uh, web pages, uh, text messages that we can send you to encourage you. So much here, uh, but it does take your partnership. So if you haven't contributed for a while, please do so today. And uh, if you've never contributed to the work of Focus on the Family, consider a donation today. Maybe a monthly gift of um, $15, $20, maybe a one-time gift of $10 or $15 or $25. Uh, regardless, uh, donate today and we'll say thanks by sending a copy of the book to you. And the details are in the show notes. We'll also have a free article uh, for you. It's called Learning from the Prayer Life of Jesus, which will encourage you. It's a few minutes to read, and I think you'll grab onto the concepts there, and uh, that might help you in your spiritual journey as well. We'll have more from Courtney next time as we discuss those moments you want to celebrate as a parent. For now, on behalf of Dr. Danny Huerta and the entire staff, I'm John Fuller, and thanks for listening to the Focus on the Family Parenting Podcast. As a parent, it's easy to find myself sitting backseat to my kids in the backseat. It's tough to be a step ahead. and full honesty, I'm pretty hard on myself when that happens. But I've found Practice Makes Parent, a podcast from Focus on the Family, hosted by Dr. Danny Huerta and Rebecca St. James. It helps me be more intentional and not feel alone when things get tough. Everything they share is practical and well-practiced, and I can use it right away. Listen to Practice Makes Parent wherever you get your podcasts.